Well, I have to say hello to Jose. Jose's listening. Yeah, he was in the computer and he's rubbing things around. So he wanted to. Say, he said, "Say hello to everyone." So hello, and we can say hello, Jose, back. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, you and Tracy. Yes. So, anyhow, I have this um, idea. What what day is it? <laughs> you know, what day is it? <laughs> the Campbell. <laughs> You know, yellow of the camel? Yeah. Well, it's Sunday. So what day is it? Is it up? This, I like this too. The idea is that we need to recognize that it isn't Wednesday that's over the hump day. I think of Sunday as a day that sets us up for the week. And every time we come to church and every time we hear the word and every time we read the scriptures, it gives us that extra oomph, you know, over the hump day. Now, <clears throat> I didn't, I read a number of facts on the camel, but I, just a couple of ideas. I always thought that the, the tissue in the hump was where they stored water. You know, there was somehow, and according to what I read in the internet, it isn't. It's just fat tissue. It's up there. And that if they don't eat for a long period of time, they draw those fat cells out of the hump. Now, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't understand how that, um, in, the, in the explanations, they don't know where the water is stored. <laughs> now, a camel can go for a long period of time, and I don't want to say the wrong time, but they can go for a long period of time without drinking. But when they do drink, they can drink you know, liters, and they had liters, gallons of water in order to just kind of store them up and to be able to sustain them. So, but the idea of being over the hump day, all right? So we find that it is the, the hour, well, maybe a half hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes, the, that changes our lives and gives us a new perspective. I mean, where do we hear, what do, where do we go to hear, and I think, a positive message? Where do we hear a reinforcement of the good that is in our lives? You know, it's generally not on the news. <laughs> and uh, no matter which political side you're on, it's always slanted one way or the other. And so we've got to be balanced in who we are and in our relationship with Christ so that our relationship with Christ is what fortifies us and gives us the strength to go through the days, to go through the week and go through our life. So the, the faith that we have in God and the faith that we, we receive from God is something that enables us to go forward. Um, it's an awesome privilege in the, in the verse prior to our lesson here that it's an awesome privilege to approach God with freedom and confidence. In Christ and through Christ, we can approach God by faith through prayer. We know we will be welcomed with open arms. So whenever we uh, come to God, whenever we approach God, we come with freedom and confidence. <laughs> freedom and confidence. <laughs> freedom and confidence. That we are free to come and go. We are confident that God hears us when we pray. We are, we are filled with the knowledge that God loves us. We have an awesome God, an awesome privilege of, of serving him. And in um, our scriptures of Ephesians 3, verses 17 through 19, 
Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, and he says, my response is to get down on my knees before the Father. So when Paul was talking about his awesome response, his awesome privilege to come to God in prayer and belief that God was going to hear his prayer and that he, he came in this place of, uh, of um, being welcomed to God. He says, I get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who parcels out all the heaven and earth. Now, whenever, whenever, we, think of, I, I, you know, whenever we think of praying and asking God for our, little, our situation in life, okay, God parcels out the earth, the nations, the continents, the oceans. <laughs> he, he par- it's, all, it's God who sets it up and sets the boundaries. It's God who set the, 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 separated the water and the earth. It's God who separates with the, the north and south pole. It's God who puts, sets the earth on, exa- on its axis and puts the moon and the stars in their orbit. So it is God who puts all this in place so... Whenever we come bringing our, our need, we need to recognize that God who looks at our need isn't saying, oh, that's too small. And we're not saying, oh, this is too big. God is the God who puts it, parcels out all earth and all the heaven. I ask him, and this is Paul saying to the Ephesians, I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. Hmm. I ask, Paul is saying, I ask God to strengthen you by his spirit. Now, whenever we, we talked about it in Sunday school, I mentioned it that this morning, um, my, our car, my car, Ron's car and my car, <laughs> you know, the one I drove. Anyhow, we had a car across the street <laughs> in the neighbor's um, driveway because he, he and his wife were in Florida for three months, not a week. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow, the car's over there, you know, it was, what, 14 degrees, 12 degrees, 18 degrees, somewhere in there. And the car got, you know, all frosted over, and the sun was shining over on that side of the street. And the back window was defrosted and from the sunlight, and I went over to start it up to, you know, warm it up for getting ready for church. And I noticed that on the, the uh, driver's mirror, the sun was hitting the mirror, and reflecting into the, onto the window, driver's side window. And where the sun was reflected onto the window, it was melted. <laughs> now, the rest of the window wasn't melted because it was still out of the sun. But the reflection of the sun on the mirror melted the frost on the window. So in our lives, we, we see this reflection of who God is on, in our lives. And how valuable it is to the hearts that are cold and indifferent. How valuable it is for us to know that by his spirit, God is reflecting through our lives onto, others, onto the lives of others, even though they may be directly out of the light of the sun. <laughs> God is using us to be that reflective person upon their life. So Paul is saying, I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. So Paul is asking that God would be reflective by his spirit upon the lives, into the lives of the Ephesians. And he goes on to say, it's not a brute, not a brute strength, not a bullying strength. 
but a glorious inner strength. Hmm. It's a glorious inner strength that no matter what happens, no matter what's in this situation, there is an inner strength inside of us that says, we can do this. We can make this happen. That there is a place in me that God dwells, that he reflects, his spirit reflects through me to be that light to the world. And he says to them, that Christ may live in you as you open the door and invite him in. Christ lives in you. And we find that it's in a process of asking, inviting, expecting. And he says, and I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, all right, both feet firmly planted in the love of God. It's only by his love that we have this access. It's only by his love that we have this opportunity. It's only by his love that we are rooted and grounded and firmly planted. That we are anchored in God by love. Nothing we've done, nothing we can do, nothing where we're going or where we've been, no lineage. Not, it's, firm, it's just rooted and grounded in his love. For God so loved the world, he loved us. You see, uh, so in him we live and move and have our being. So in this love that I have with God and firmly planted in his love, you'll be able to take in. All right? We are able to receive. We're able to take in all that God is. You see, we are, as that mirror is reflecting the sun, it's, you know, it's like... It, is it, it's, it's like, is it able to take in all that the sun is? <laughs> well, all that the size of that mirror is, it can take in the reflective power of God, of the sun. And we, the same, are able to be reflective of the power of God so that we are able to take it in with all the followers of Jesus. So it isn't like we're setting ourselves up as being someone spectacularly different than the church down the street you know, or the church up the street or wherever, that we are recipients of God's love, we are recipients of his grace and of recipients of his mercy, and we are reflecting that. <laughs> and we are holding to it. We are, we are believing that God is capable with all the other followers of Christ and I and you. We are able to take this in. And that with all the followers of Jesus, we're able to take in the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. So, I'm standing in his love, and in that love of God, I am able to be receptive of the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. <sighs> I'm able to take it in. What are the, what are the things that I'm taking in? Well, I'm taking in that God so loved the world, okay? He gave himself. But I'm also taking in, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God put a work in my heart, a calling upon our lives. While we were yet in our mother's womb, God formed us. 
that God has a plan for our life. So in this place of love and forgiveness, in this place of knowing that the extravagance of God and who he is and who God is, that in this extravagance I'm able to receive of who God is, God doesn't have one bad thought about us. See, he looks beyond our faults, he sees our need. His grace and his mercy are greater than our sin. He doesn't look at our faults. He doesn't look at our shortcomings. He sees us for who we are, and we then are called upon to be receptive of God's mercy and of his grace and his love. So the fullness of God's expression is only found in Christ. So if I am to know Christ, Paul says, to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. To know Christ and the power of his resurrection. That the same spirit to raise Christ from the dead dwell in you. He shall quicken your mortal body. So the, the spirit of God and the extravagance of God's grace and mercy is quickening who I am to be receptive and also to be reflective of his mercy to those around us and to our life. And so the light of God shining on our path. All right, we'll go on. So we are in union with Christ, and through his empowering spirit, we are complete. We have the fullness of God available to us. The fullness of God is available to us. I, I think that perhaps in, in eternity, um, when we're looking back over our life, one of the things that, that will be uh, maybe hard for us to realize is how much of God's fullness or how much of God's grace and mercy and strength and power was available to us. But we were so limited in our concepts. We were too limited in what we thought God could do. Although we hear God can do anything, Although we hear that God is all-powerful and all-loving and all-knowing and, you know, everywhere present, we know we hear these things, but we, do we allow that grace and mercy to dominate who we are and what we do? Do we allow that to dominate our personality or do we allow our personalities and our, our doubts and what we've accomplished and what we've not accomplished? We, do we allow those things to dominate our faith? <laughs> For you see that, um, that we have this width, length, height, and depth <laughs> that uh, we can see that the breadth of our, the, the width, the breadth of our experience reaches out to the whole world that are the extravagance, okay? The extravagance, the extravagant dimensions of, of Christ's love. That it is wide enough. We can be the kids. <laughs> deep, deep and wide. <laughs> you know? I don't know, maybe you didn't sing that. But anyhow, <laughs> we have the, the uh, width of God, the breath of God that reaches out to the entire world. So here's this love that just kind of blooms out from us. Do you like that word? Blooms out from us. 
It's a combination of bloom and boom. So it blooms out from us, all right? Then it's the length. It continues throughout our lives. It continues throughout eternity. It is high enough that it reaches the highest celebrations of ecstasy. It is high, high as the heavens. And it is low. It is as deep as our deepest despair. And if I descend into the pits of hell, you are there. You see, no matter where we go, the extravagance, the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love is there. It reaches out and experiences all of these things in our life. <laughs> and what do we have? We have love without boundaries. Love without borders. Anybody know what day it is? <laughs> Come on now. You know what day it is. What? Hump day. It's over the hump day, you know? Anybody know what day it is? It's over the hump day. You see, his love will take us over the hump. <laughs> you know, we always get, I'm almost there, but I just kind I used to think, um, when I, when, this, was when I was, this is when I was a kid. <laughs> I used to think that we were on this staircase, you know, going up, getting better, whatever, going, you know, going to heaven, growing in our knowledge of God, and going, you know, doing pretty good climbing the staircase. Then all of a sudden, somebody hit the button, and it became a sliding board. <laughs> you know, all the stairs disappeared, and there you go, way back down to the beginning. You know, okay, okay, now we've got to start all over again. You know, and there's a stairway. It's a stairway to heaven, and it wasn't the doors that sang it, <laughs> or whatever group that was. <laughs> it's a stairway to heaven. Well, anybody, never, I won't ask if you know that one. <laughs> was, what was it? Led Zeppelin, that was my next, it wasn't the Doors, it was Led Zeppelin. Oh, there, I, I, I did a funeral once, and the introduction to the, before me was Led Zeppelin. I had never had a funeral where I was introduced by Led Zeppelin, that, the song, and I don't remember what the song was. They played Stairway to Heaven, you know? Yep, she remembers. <laughs> you can't imagine... You know, here you are, you're going to do, but there again, here are people that knew nothing of God or had no church, no affiliation, and they wanted me to do their, their you know, wanted me to do a funeral, and I did the funeral, and, and they were playing Led Zeppelin, you know, Stairway to Heaven. And uh, so, that was my introduction, so I preached. <laughs> so, hopefully I gave them another Stairway to Heaven that wasn't by Led Zeppelin. So, so it's love without boundaries, Love without borders. So it goes, so whenever we are taking in the extravagance, so getting us over the hump. See, getting us over the hump, what is our hump? You know, generally our humps are those things. Is a camel have one hump or two? It all depends. There are two different kinds of camels. And I won't sing you the song the kids sang whenever they were a kid. Alice the camel has two humps, then one hump, and, and Alice is not a camel. Alice is, has no humps because Alice is a cow. But anyhow, is <laughs> a horse. So, all right. So anyhow, that was a kid's song. Kids used to sing that one. Um, but anyhow, as we look at this and we see ourselves, the, that we are involved in this getting over the hump. What are the, what are the things, getting through the... Getting to the other side where it's kind of all downhill. Uh, sometimes we say we're over the hill, you know. 
How can I be over the hill when I haven't got to the top yet? You know, I don't understand. But getting over the hump is getting over the obstacles that continually be, are placed in front of us, not by God. Uh-huh. The humps that we get, have to get over is generally the humps that we have, the problems that we face in ourselves, and problems of love, if we understand how much God loves us, the extravagance of his love, the extravagance of his love is beyond our height, our depth, our width and the length of life. And it's, it's beyond all of those things. It's greater than all of those things. So if it's greater than all of these things, it's greater than our hump. And we all have humps. Life situations that just we can't get over. Well, God's love is without boundaries. You may have things in your life, humps that seem that they are dead humps. Relationships, a business, health. Jesus would say to you and I that his power over death and his power over the business and his power over our life and the power over our relationships is greater than all of those things. We're afraid to go over them because we don't know what's on the other side. But you see, if we get over that, get over us and our failures in those relationships, we'll see something different. And you know what? I don't know what it is for you and not even for myself. There are things that stand in the way over the hump and God will take us over. And when we get over those things, God has a continued plan for us. It seems like we're always going uphill. <laughs> then get over the hump. <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> what day? <laughs> come on, come on, come on. What day is it? It's over the hump day. So every time we feel like we're running into a, a hump, remember, what day is it, David? David, 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 what day is it? <laughs> it's not a camel. It's the Holy Spirit saying to you and I, get over it. Allow the love of God to forgive you, to forgive others. You see, God's love can bring relationships back. God's love can allow relationships to go God's love can allow us to go on and live and take, take on an entirely new level to who we are and where we're going. Maybe we feel that you have a dead-end job that's taking us nowhere. Maybe you think your life is dead-end, going nowhere. Maybe you think you have no purpose. Well... Those are humps. <laughs> humps. We're in, getting in on the tail end of something. No, we're never on the tail end. We're always on the beginning. Because life is a new day and life is a new event and life begins again each day. And you see, each week we have a new beginning. <laughs> every day, every Sunday is... It's a, it's, an, it's over the hump day. I'm, I'm renewing, my, renewing my vows to God, renewing my way with God, that it's all going to work out because God loves me. And his love for me has a plan for me that is greater than my humps. <laughs>
It's something how that evil influences us in our defeats and making our humps, you know, mountains out of molehills, creating creating situations that we can't get over. But you see, it isn't about us getting over them. It's about God walking with us through them. (laughs) You see, there is nothing that God cannot do. There's no mountain that he can't tunnel through. There's no distance that God cannot go. There's no place that God has not been And in each situation, we find ourselves that there are a lot of dead relationships that need to come back to life. And there are a lot of dead relationships that need to be let go of. Hmm. Jeremiah 31 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. That loving kindness I have drawn you. Love without boundaries. God's unending love. It's in this foundation. I don't know how many times we have spoken about God's love and God's purpose for our lives. And Sometimes we just need to stop and know that we are loved. Why well, may not feel loved? And you know what? You know, some people don't love me. Okay. Some people didn't love Jesus either. Some people, as we talked about in our Sunday school lesson this morning, the the Pharisees, they expected Jesus to do miracles so that they they would have reasons to find fault with him. So, for us, get over it. Get over the hump. Get over the difficulty that you're not perfect and neither is anybody else. And we just keep going forward with God. God tells you in his word that he has always loved you. Even when we were without, even whenever uh, we were full of sin and done wrong and doing wrong and, and not going God's way, he still loved us. Nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. Height nor depths, principalities nor power. Notice how the, in one verse he's talking about, it's talked about how the heights nor depths that we would experience the extravagance of God's love. And then we have in other places that the, the love of God is nowhere you can go, height, depth, east, west, east, west. You know, no matter, take the wings of the morning, go to the furthest points of the earth and the, the traveling at the speed of light, you can't get there ahead of God. So all of these things are helping us to understand how much God loves us. And his love is truly amazing. It's not like human love. Human love sets things, sets things up. You love me, I love you, okay, we do this, you love me, I do this, good, you do this, you know, and it's kind of reciprocal. <laughs> and if it's not reciprocal, then we kind of, you know, back up a little bit and back away and put up boundaries and all that kind of stuff. Well, God's love for us is not like that. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. So in our worst of conditions, God loved us. <laughs> so whenever we are Allowing his love to touch our lives. So we are changing who we are. We are changing what God, how God thinks of us. And we are changing how we understand how God thinks of us. So 
What day is it? <laughs> what day is it? It's over the hump day. <laughs> it's, it's Sunday, but it's the Sunday that we realize that God has given us the strength to get over the hump. <laughs> and so no matter where we are at, no matter what we feel, no matter how difficult the day may seem to be, God has given us the ability to overcome. And there's one other scripture. It says that in Deuteronomy, it says, I command you today to love the Lord your God, to do what he wants you to do. Okay? I, Jeremiah says, I want you to do what God wants you to do. That is, love God, allow his love to touch you. And he goes on and says, Then you will live and grow in number, multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering and take, you, take as your own possession. I will bless you in the place that you are. And where you are going, I will bless you. So there is a command to do what God is saying, which is firmly planted in love. We can then begin to understand the extravagance of God's love given to us. And as we allow that love to come into our lives, we are commanded, commanded to be recipients of his love. Not a brute force, but a welcoming, inspirational awe that God loves me. And as we are recipients of that love, we are finding that God will bless us, and he will bless us in the place we are, and he will bless us in the place that we are going. What day is it? It's over the hump day. Let's stand. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday, S-O-N, she said. It's Sunday. Amen. Can we, can, we play the, can we play what day it is again? I don't mean to be pulling on Terry all the time, but... Oh, that's, that's no problem. Before we go, we'll see it again. God, thank you that in you, O oh Lord, by your Spirit, you use many things to teach us many lessons. So, Lord, we thank you for the lesson you teach us about your love and that we need to remind ourselves over and over again that we allow ourselves to be open to your, to your Holy Spirit and that, that we might be receptive to the extravagance, the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. We can laugh one more time.